Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's about damn time. It's <laughs> Tuesday morning is what it is after a long holiday weekend. Mm. And it's about damn time I'm back in some air conditioning that works. Because let me tell you, this heat wave is no joke. It is the most brutal heat wave. Unrelenting all night long. And we went out of town this Sweating. weekend, as you know, because you so kindly went and picked up our dog and took him to the, uh, to, to, we had him boarded. This hotel. At a, at a dog hotel. I mean, it's, ex- it's literally about as expensive as our hotel was this weekend. But we were out of town for a wedding. So Michaela went, took the dog, and I said, hey, while you're there, can you turn off our AC since we're going to be gone for two days? We'll just turn it on and get back. Big mistake. Okay. Huge. The biggest. It's taking forever to cool off. Like our home is, I went to bed last night. I took a cold shower right before I went to sleep and just tried my best. Okay, so I called your husband yesterday because you and your husband are friggin' angels and I love you so much and we'll talk about it later what you did. But I called him to thank him and he goes, Michaela, I'm going to take a freezing cold shower now because it's so hot in our apartment. (laughs) so hot. And I said, fear not. I had to go get a spray tan yesterday. Where I went to get the spray tan, no one was in the office because it was Labor Day yesterday. Uh-huh. So when we walked in, she goes, I'm so sorry no one was in the office today, and it's brutal. I was sweating yeah. while getting the spray tan. I was like, I'm two-dimensional. You look, you look like a Bengal tiger now. It's amazing. It's so cute. It's ridiculous. It's And I'm from Vegas. Yeah. It's too hot. It's too, too hot. Was the wedding too hot? Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. The wedding was a blast. Uh, The first night was wonderful. We had an outdoor sort of like welcome dinner, which was nice. Uh, The wedding night, the cocktail hour is outdoors. And there was one table around the corner that was shaded. And everybody, 100 people tried to hover around one little standing table. And then mariachis outside, but they were like sweating their faces off. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and then because our, our friend Jenna and her husband, Paul, congratulations, by congratulations, the way. Uh, he's so Mexican. Sweet. So he wore, he had a custom like mariachi like suit made. Black, white, and gray. And hat. And custom vans. Tennis shoes made. He looked That's so, he so, looked so cute. sick. But yeah, it was a little bit warm inside. The AC wasn't really. We were at one point. We were walking over to the bar and we saw the AC unit and it said off, and we were kind of confused by that. But uh, it was a wonderful time that we had such a blast. Yeah, it's it's just crazy how hot it is. It's a little bit cooler um, down in San Diego than it is up here. Well, I'll tell you, degrees. I went to the valley and they do not play when it oh, comes God, to the valley. Forty. 
Babe, it's... <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible over there. It's 140. It's literally like in the teens over there. It's, it's so, so hot. I say all this to say, if you're uh, getting through this heat wave with us, we understand. Uh, make an iced coffee today, perhaps. Yeah. Cool yourself down. I'm going to go get one in just a moment. Girl, I, I just need want it. fall weather. Well, I just want your album to come out, and it's happening finally in three days. Cannot wait. Tonight is your album release party Woo! in West Hollywood. So if, uh, if you're on the invite list, can't wait to see you. If you're not, sorry to be you. Sorry about um, it. <laughs> but we're super, super excited. It's going to be a great week. Yes, it is. Want to do some news on the beat right now? We have to yes. do our jobs before we can go play. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, Congress may have gotten one big agenda item done before leaving for August recess, but a lengthy to-do list awaits lawmakers as they return this week in the Senate and next in the House. At the top of it, a vote on legislation to protect same-sex marriage that will force some Republicans to stop dithering and take a position on an issue that some still view as politically fraught. Schumer said right before recess that he wanted to bring the bill to the floor and that Democrats were working to get the Republican support it needed to pass. Several Republicans, including Texas Senator John Cornyn and Ted Cruz, have already said they oppose the bill and don't see a need for it since they don't believe these rights will be threatened. Democrats, meanwhile, have pointed to an opinion written by Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas that that referenced Obergefell as a decision he would be interested in revisiting. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. We don't want to do a quick vote on it because we think it's fine. Then do a quick vote. Then just do it. it, Then do a quick vote. It's really not a problem. Go on record. It's a mess. Listen, I did not miss news on the beat while we were away enjoying ourselves. We were celebrating love this weekend and whatever you were doing. Panicking? Panicking. Actually, I was hugging Kingston who peed on me and I liked it. I know. I almost left out some uh, cleaner and paper towels for you because I figured, because I know that regardless how hard you try, I couldn't help it. you can't help but go in screaming and that gets them very excited. We went in screaming <laughs> and then I couldn't help it. I was like, oh, he must be bored. So oh. I was like throwing oh, toys. Oh no, we saw, we, we were watching you on camera from San Diego <laughs> while you were throwing, tugging the toy with him in our living room. Okay. He's as big as I am. He's 42 pounds now. He's a big guy. Yeah, we tell, the, so we tell the groomer he's 39 because once you hit 40, I think it's a different price range. So we say he's 39, but he's 42. He's so good, though. He's gotten so big and so mature. He's a great dog. Yeah, he is. We're very, very lucky to I have him. I love him. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of... Uh, just say 130. I swear to God, 100 everywhere. million. Uh, 65. Well, it's 65 in Boston. Boston's lovely. I met people from Boston this weekend. The bride's family's all from Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you came out here for this? Yeah, I wish they were probably Yikes. wish they were in Boston. Yeah. Uh 115 in Cathedral City. Yuck. 71 in Buffalo. 80. You guys, it's 85 in San Francisco. Today's the perfect day in San Francisco. We have never, ever, Dolores ever. Dolores Park is gonna be popping. Popping. It wow. might even be too hot for them. That I don't. It might be too hot to handle. Two. Are they Francesca Farrago? Oh my God! You're really, you're really reaching now. <laughs> like five <laughs> listeners know who she is. <laughs> we interviewed her. Uh, 91 in Miami. 90 in Houston. 113 in Vegas. 94 in LA today. I know. And 76 in New York. Oh. Okay. <sighs> give us a vibe of the day. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. Let that one sink in. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up, are gay people bad at math? Yes. I mean, I'm gay and I'm bad, so what is that saying? There it is. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> B-, B-, B Channel Q. 
How good are you at math, Michaela? No, not good at all. No. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked that Can't question. Can't even fake that funk, honey. I remember learning my multiplication tables back in elementary school, and when it got to eight times seven, that was always a really hard one for me, and it turns out it was a hard one for my mom, too. And to this day, I know my multiplication tables because my mom taught me what she was taught by her parents. It's eight times seven is 56. For some reason, Ooh. when you clap with it, it made sense. Now, you could use that for literally anything, but it tricks your brain into thinking, oh, there's a pattern here. Eight by seven is 56, and mm-hmm, you go mm-hmm, with the cadence, mm-hmm. right? So that's how I learned math growing up. But right now, uh, there's this whole thing about gays being bad at math, right? And Reddit, uh, there's a Reddit thread about all of this. So uh, back in the day, about three years ago, I think it was 2019 or so, before the pandemic, um, there was a whole thing going viral about how we're just terrible at adding, right? Yes. So Redditors decided uh, to to debate this and to talk about this. Uh, during one section, though, not everyone bought into the stereotype, saying that Alan Turing, who uh, also saved us from the Nazis back in the day, was very much a gay man. So there are some there are some gays who get it. Yes, there are. Um, there's yes, also there recent are. research that showed that gay men are 12% less likely to have completed a bachelor's degree um, in science, technology, engineering, and math than their heterosexual partners. So here's the idea is behind this that even something like bingo, right? We make gay. We turn it into drag bingo and we use symbols. We use symbols instead of numbers, <laughs> or little tokens instead of numbers because we can't read the numbers. That's the idea, right? Yeah, great. So even our drag bingo is different than the regular bingo. Listen, I think what we are is just cut to the chase, know what we're going to use, and know what we're not. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me when's the last time I ever used algebra. Explain okay. it to me. So here's the, this is exactly what I was going to say. I think what this actually is, there are many, there are far fewer of us who get degrees in math, right, according to the study, than our straight counterparts, but I think it's because we know better. Hello, we don't have, evolved, we're not wasting time. We've evolved past it. Like yeah. we want to, we want to explore the arts. We want to learn huh. about, we want to learn about history. So don't, we don't repeat mistakes. Hello, we have calculators. Yes, we want to be like, we want to take sociology classes and psychology classes so we can understand each other and support each other and pick each other apart a little bit better. Well, listen, this like, has we're not, been we're not into math. No, and this has been a fight, I think, for a long time now. But especially coming out of the pandemic, being mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two, we have so many high tech things now that you know. You don't even have to ever again sit down and write on a piece of paper with long division or, you know, find like N squared. Like those things, unless that's something that you want to do for a full living. And N- even that. N squared. You know what I'm saying. Equals MC squared. Is that what yeah, you're trying to say? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is pi? Go. I don't know. Three fourths. <laughs> what is it? Look at my face. I almost thought you were in the, heading in the right direction. I said, what is pi? And you said, I don't know, three-fourths. And it, it, pi is actually 3.14 repeating. That's endlessly. what I mean. That's what I mean. But I got it wrong. I said three-fourths, but I meant 3.4 repeating. 3.14 repeating. Uh, who cares about that one? <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Can you imagine trying to save the world in four minutes? You know, I've given it a try before. Mm. It's just, it's like very time consuming because 
it takes about one minute for me just to get my shoes it on. It takes me four minutes to make a cup hair. of coffee in the morning. <laughs> four minutes to save the world. Our producer, Vanessa, also brought up an interesting point. Uh, when Madonna says, TikTok, 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 she goes, oh my God, Madonna named TikTok. I said, no, Kesha did. And she goes, this song came out first. And she's right. Madonna named TikTok. Ooh. <laughs> Madonna has always had her finger on the pulse. She's always been ahead of the game. <laughs> God bless her. God bless her. Okay, how about this one? Dear Abby, my friends only speak to me when I initiate the conversation. Do you have friends like this? Um, and what is your definition of a, of a friend, actually? Uh, because this person says they hardly hear from their friends their entire life. When I do, it usually is in response to a contact I've initiated. My late mother felt that as long as you have someone you can count on in a stressful time, that's a friend. I disagree. I think friends should make an effort to maintain contact and keep the relationship alive. Wasn't the primary attraction of things like email and social media that it would be easier to stay in touch with people? I remember the days when making a long-distance phone call was a big deal, so I ask again, Abby, objectively speaking, how do you define friendship? I'm curious about this. How do you define it, Michaela? You know, I would say that I have a good idea of what friendship is, particularly today of all days. Um, and I'm feeling extra grateful because I didn't always have these type of friendships. Mm. I think as I've gotten older, I've been able to ask for what I want from friendships. Um, and, and it's been very mutual. But I really do think, look, for example, I have one of the biggest nights in my career tonight. It's something that, you know, has really been something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I, I needed help. Like, I genuinely needed help. And I reached out to you and your husband and a best friend that I grew up with since I was two years old, a friend that I've known since I was 17, um, who runs an events place, the, a person that, oh, all of these things I really had to ask like friends yeah. that I've known for a long time. And I was very nervous to ask my friends for help because I don't want to like burden or annoy anybody. Mm -hmm. And everybody was very quick to help. Not only help, but like go above and beyond to make it special for me. Of course. And, um, I feel like I'm even beside the party. I'm just so great. Like I have people like I have people that love me so much. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I always uh, I used to get jealous of people that had a lot of friends. Right. And I have a lot of friends, but I don't have a lot of close friends. Right. I have a lot of people that I'll catch up with. And, and a lot of people that I wish I had more time with. Actually, I look back to my high school days and think, God, I really miss my high school friends sometimes. And we've all moved away because most of us moved away from our small town because we wanted to get to a city. And it's just sad because many of them I haven't seen in 20 years. And I, I reach out sometimes, just a quick text. But I would like to have more relationships and more friendships with some of them. It's hard to make friends in your 40s, I found. And we, we've had some success. And my husband and I have been putting ourselves out there more and more. I think also when you're like married, people see you and they're like, oh, you're fine. You're, you're good. You have yeah. somebody, so I don't need to try to be friends with you. I'm the type of person, though, I disagree with this person. I, I'm not the type of, If you're the type of friend that needs me to be in contact with you every single day, Find a new we're not going to work. It's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. And that's not because I'm trying to be – that's that's an unhealthy codependency. I, don't, I, think that's, I think that's the type of friendships you have when you're like 20 or 25. Yeah. You need them to constantly check in on you, and then you get sucked into the drama, and you go on and on and on. It's, it's, it's like you're on a hamster wheel. For me, I can go many years without even talking to a friend. And then you saw it at our wedding. Some of those friends I hadn't seen in so many years show up to our wedding like no time has passed. No time has passed. A blast. 
So I, I, I don't like, and I don't like the pressure of feeling because I think it's rude when you expect somebody to constantly be calling you and constantly be texting you. Now, if they're not responding and you send them a text, that's a different thing. Yeah. But to have somebody to feel like somebody like it's their duty to always maintain a relationship. Relationships take maintenance, but the real ones don't. They don't. It doesn't feel like maintenance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you know. Look, I think after you turn thirty. Uh, there's this meme that says real friendships in adult life mean you have to make appointments to see each other and it will be a month in advance. No, it's so true. Yeah, it is All true. my friends are appointment-based. Like, all my friends, I go to brunch with Mike, I go out to dinner with my friend Mindy. They all work in the industry, too. Yeah. And they're busy. Yeah, people are just busy. And so you have to respect that people may have partners or people may have jobs or people have other obligations. And so I think that it's very healthy to go for weeks Months even without talking. If you need something and they don't respond, I think that's messed that's up. That's different, but like we went to a water park or what was it? A, not a water park, a theme park last month. Six Flags. Yeah. And we planned it for a whole month. Yeah. <laughs> we just yeah. You, you need to. You just got to plan it. I do think though that if you are concerned about your friendships, you can always bring it up because good friendships won't judge you. You just say, hey, that's I miss right. you and let it be. All right, coming up, Chris Jenner is apparently sick and tired of one celebrity calling her out and she's venting about it. We've got that and what's popping next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. It's time for your first round of What's Poppin'. What do you have for us? All right. Well, Chris Jenner is finally speaking out because she's sick and tired of her ex-son-in-law, Kanye West, and his public Instagram attacks on Kim Kardashian. And now she's uh, mad that he brought in his children, her grandchildren. Um, He's been going off. He's having a moment. He's back on Instagram just dragging Pete Davidson again, dragging Kim. Why, why is he dragging Pete? They broke up. Uh, he's like for, not leaving it alone. For Pete's sake, just leave him alone. For Pete's sake, leave him alone. <clears throat> um, Pete's still not saying anything, but uh, he's mad that uh, Skeet is what he calls him Mm-mm. ever met the children and now he wants to rub in Pete Davidson's face that he got those tattoos but he'll never see them again. Um, What a weirdo. Yeah, he just won't stop. He called him out for the tattoo of my girl as a lawyer saying, what are you going to do? He said, ask Pete how those tattoos of my kids doing in the trauma unit. Um, Pete has been undergoing trauma therapy in order to deal with uh, negative social media posts and so many things that's going on. Um, So he's dragging him for that as well. It's just very odd. Kanye's acting very weird again. Um, Kanye is very uh, weird. He is very weird. He's mocking Pete with the kids as well. He said, hi, North, I'm Skeet. Look at my tattoos. I'm a pawn sent here to antagonize your dad in hopes that he does something illegal so we can take him out of your life. Wait, that's where his... Okay, he's... He's just lost it. Yeah. That's what he think. And that's what Chris Jenner is saying. Like, you're going too far. North can read Instagrams. You need to stop. Uh, but he continued. He said, hi, Saint. Look at my tattoo. I tatted your name on my body. Pretending that he is Pete Davidson. Uh, it's just getting really bad. And, I, and I'll say this. No matter what, uh, keep the kids out of it. Yeah. Just stop. Like, it's too much. Listen, and I love Kanye, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's too much. As somebody who comes from a divorced family, 
where both parents remarried and had opinions about the other person. Like, they never did anything even close to this, but it was really, 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 really hard on us. Yeah. As kids, just to hear the parents, like, speak poorly of each other for, for 20 years. And this takes it to a whole different level. You're damaging your kids. You're damaging your kids every time you, you act like this and you act out Kanye West. He's just mentally unwell. Yeah, well, he goes on to post a post between him and Kim where Kim says, can you please stop? He says, no, we need to talk in person. You don't have say-so of where the kids go to school. Why do you get a say-say? Because you're half white, question mark. Whoa. Um, but also... Like, what is that even... That is such a rude thing to say. It's just rude. The mother of your children, because you're half white. What on earth does being half white have to do with it? He's calling out. He's he's what acting is he like trying it's to say? all her, she's privileged. Her privilege. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. No, because she's their mother, and she's a. Here's the thing. You can say anything you want about the Kardashians. Tell me they're not good mothers. Tell me they're not a strong family. Yeah. Tell me they don't care for each other and look out for each other. A thousand percent. You know what I mean? You might have your thoughts and opinions about how they got famous, a sex tape, blah, blah, blah. It was a gajillion years ago. Those are strong women who support each other and their children. Yeah. Period. And he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much. Ugh. Well, Chris Jenner said, uh, please tell him to stop mentioning my name that was Chris via Kim I'm almost 67 years old and I don't always feel great and this is stressing me to no end Chris is saying I'm getting too old for this now and it's too much I got enough on my plate please tell him to stop and he should awful he's a grown man act like it yeah all right coming up uh LGBTQ wedding trends are brewing and we've got the founder and editor-in-chief of Love Inc joining us to talk about what makes wedding, uh, what makes these weddings so different from heterosexual weddings. We'll talk about it next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. That's right. This is Channel Q. We're That's here. Right. We're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> what if we just started every segment like that? That's right. <laughs> like just angry gays. I love it. I, I love it too. I think we're allowed to do whatever we want. Um, we have a fantastic hour coming up for you uh, talking LGBTQ wedding trends. 
Uh, and what's going on over at Love Inc.? We have the founder and editor of chief uh, editor in chief of Love Inc. joining us, uh, talking about unique weddings and how our our weddings are a little bit different. I did go to a straight wedding this weekend. It was beautiful in its own way, very different than a gay wedding. And I know we want to say it's just a wedding, but like eh, gay weddings, a little bit different. We do things our own so way. Listen, babe, gay my, hus- my husband literally walked down the aisle in a nightclub with a twenty-foot train behind and him. And so, looked stunnerella. Amen. And we were trending on BuzzFeed last week, honey. We went viral. So Easily. We do things a little differently in this community, and we're going to be talking to somebody who knows that intimately uh, coming up here in about ten minutes. That's right, baby. <sighs> we're watching uh, watching CNN, I want to say, and they're showing um, footage that was just released of, of I think, I believe it might have been in Michigan, where some Republicans were allowing other Republican operatives into a building where they had uh, voting taking place. And this story, I feel like, is about to blow up. Oh, good. Because they actually have video of it, and CNN exclusively released that just a moment ago. So we'll keep an eye on that for you as well. Um 60 days until the midterms. Wow. 60 days until election day. I, You know, what's crazy is that that means we're only about 75 to 80 days from Thanksgiving. Oh. Like, that's right around the corner. Amen. And we're in the middle of a massive heat wave. It doesn't feel like Thanksgiving. Pumpkin spice, no thank you. Oh, no thank you. Are you a pumpkin spice girl? Yeah, I am. I kind of. I want it so bad. I have my, but see, here's the thing. In LA, there's like that one night where it's kind of cool out in October. I know. And then you go have it then. Yeah. I don't want to drink it when it's hot out. No, and I don't want an ice one because it takes uh-uh. away from like the right. coziness of it all. The coziness of it all. Right? It goes with a warm blanket. Yeah, it does. That's what it's and for. And right now, I don't want anything on me. It's so hot. Nothing. She's actually nude right now. We're both sitting here <laughs> nude in the studio because it's so hot out. Yeah, get that visual in your head, baby. <sighs> How about some news on the beat? You got it. All right. Brigham Young University removed pamphlets with off-campus resources for LGBTQ students from welcome bags for incoming freshmen late last month month. Created by Rainbow Collective, the pamphlets offered information about weekly and monthly events available to LGBTQ students, as well as lists of organizations in the area that could provide therapy, safe housing, mentorship, and more. The Rainbow Collective is not officially affiliated with the university. Teeny, who is gay, said she wanted to create the pamphlets because she remembers the loneliness she felt as a freshman at the university, which is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Students at the university in Provo, Utah, about 45 miles southeast of of Salt Lake City, are restricted by university rules from dating or showing signs of affection toward members of the same sex. Violating the rules puts students at a risk of being enrolled. Oh my God, that's so lame. Lame-o, good thing for this. <laughs> okay, let's go into some weather. I love how we do news, then give our personal opinions on it. Lame-o. Lame-o. We are a little different here. Not only are our weddings different, our radio shows are different. I mean, listen, we give you the facts of what's in the news, and then we just give you our spin on it. Then we tell you what we think of it. That's right, baby. We're like Bill O'Reilly, just gayer. And funner. Or maybe not gayer. I don't know. Maybe he's gayer. (laughs) All right, it's going to be 91 in Dallas, 66 in Boston, a high of 115 in La Quinta, 72 in Buffalo, 84 in San Francisco, 113 in Vegas, 95 in L.A., and 76 in New York. Now give us a vibe of the day. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. Yeah, it is. Go with it. Should I tell our listeners about something really cool going on in uh, Las Vegas, your hometown, speaking of 180 degrees? um, The one and only Supreme Diva herself, Miss Diana Ross, is coming to Las Vegas for residency September 21st through October 1st. We want you to be there. Here's what we're going to do. 
We're going to give you round-trip airfare for two, a two-night hotel stay at the Wynn Las Vegas, which is very, very fancy, by the way. Uh, plus, we're giving away two tickets, first 10 rows. These are expensive seats. Uh, you can buy tickets at Ticketmaster.com or you can head over to WeAreChannelQ.com right now and enter for your chance to win. Good luck. I don't know how much longer we're going to be doing this contest. Michaela, do you know? Michaela? Michaela? Oh, that's right. She just ran out of here because she had to use the restroom, and I'm going to humiliate her while she's gone. Uh, stick around, though, because coming up in just a moment, we're talking gay weddings, LGBTQ plus weddings, how they're different and unique from uh, our straight counterparts. And we have uh, somebody who knows this intimately well, uh, an expert in the field, joining us to have that conversation coming up next. Good morning, Beat Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Sorry, we were just uh, celebrating a moment ago. Michaela just shared with me the video that my husband made. The husband? He made you a, like a hype, basically an intro video for your uh, first single tonight. Well, listen. This for is your a, album release party. This is the kind of best friends AJ and I are. We really take it very seriously when something big is happening in our lives. For me, tonight is my album release party. I needed his husband to do something for me, and he took it over the top as usual, but I feel like you're kind of returning the favor because you got married last month. I sure got married. In the most gorgeous way. Yeah, I got married at the end of June. It's been two and a half months to, already. Oh my God. Wild. And uh, I sang at your wedding. You did, which and you was showed just... up, and you showed out, and there were surprises galore. It was very gay and very fantastic. The most beautiful wedding I've ever been to. And here's the thing about gay weddings, and I, I know a lot of people wanted to call them just weddings, and that's fine too, but we should also call out the, that gay weddings are better than every other wedding in the world. <laughs> that's they just are. Uh, and somebody who knows this very well is Brittany Dry, who is the founder and editor-in-chief of Love, Inc., a unique publication in the wedding space. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm doing great. We're super excited to thank talk you. about this because, like she said, I just got married in June. And it's been interesting to see the reaction from people to our wedding. My husband wore a 20-foot like veil, Cape Veil train on his look that was custom-made. And... I'm going to say we were trending last week on BuzzFeed. Our wedding went viral. So, Amen. <laughs> yes, it did, honey. Talk to us. I, th I, think, I think it's the gayness of it all and seeing two masculine men, one sort of showing off the feminine as well. It's unique, but it's not unique to our community, right? Right. Yeah. And AJ, I've stalked. I was like totally stalking your wedding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was incredible. Emil's cape was oh, amazing. Thank you. It was beautiful. But but this is like but our community is a little bit different when it comes to weddings. How so? I mean, so as far as weddings go, the very idea of weddings like it's rooted in heteronormativity. You know mm -hmm. that the traditions and everything that goes into weddings it's rooted in heteronormativeness. So LGBTQ couples, we've always had the opportunity to kind of do it our way mm. and bring. It, you know, customization into the wedding based on the relationship of the couple. And that's something that LGBTQ couples have always kind of brought to the table. Now we're seeing more, you know, pretty much every couple doing this, whether they're a hetero or LGBTQ plus, bringing their love story. But LGBTQ couples have always done that because really, I mean, the traditions were so hetero that they had to. So, yeah. um, you know, as far as trends go, you know, florals, cake trends, all that, you know, it kind of is universal. But there are definitely some that tend to lean more from LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus couples, hetero couples. 
Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. You, you experienced well, that at their wedding, and I know you plan on doing something a little bit differently, Michaela. Yeah, well, let's say even, uh, you know, sometimes our community doesn't just get married. Sometimes we throw really big events, depending on what we do, or their birthday parties, or their album release parties, or their anniversary parties. I do feel like we always just throw it, though, uh, in such a big big way. Well, I also think, you know, something else that I think that our community is really good at is making sure that the guest experience is different. Making sure that our guests are comfortable and having a good time. And can you speak to that a little bit? Because I feel like there's 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 always a pressure on queer people to be like a little bit better and to make our straight counterparts feel comfortable. Do you see that happening when it comes to wedding planning? I do. It tends, I mean, it's a stereotype, but it's kind of true where it's, you know, I think LGBTQ plus couples really just know how to blow it out of the water and throw a good party with lots of, you know, entertainment and good food and, and they just know how to do it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think you kind of hit it spot on. It's like, we had to, you know, in order to, to make space for mm. ourselves, we had to create it and do it even better than what had already been done before. Absolutely. And I think also as a community, we don't and haven't always had the same luxuries as heterosexuals have had growing up. We've always had to work a little bit harder. So it's in our nature that throwing events comes much more naturally because we've had to work so hard our whole lives, which makes it even more fabulous. The the details are even more covered. Um, It's not as privileged of a lifestyle. Absolutely. And now that is not to say I've definitely featured weddings that were much more intimate, did not have the detail. Um, so, it, you know, we definitely like see that as well. But I think if you compare side by side, you know, who has more elaborate events, hetero or LGBTQ plus? LGBT plus is going to win every time. <laughs> Amen. Well, listen, I love, 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 love Inc. I think it's a really fantastic website, mm-hmm. um, even though my wedding has not been featured on, and I'm not going to call you out uh, more than once. But I'll do um, it just once. Send it my way, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll reach out. We'll reach out. But tell us about uh, your website and your magazine and, and, and how it sort of separates itself from others in the wedding space. Yeah, so I launched lovingmag.com back in 2013. So we did not even have marriage quality on a federal level yet. And I had been like, I've always been a writer and editor. I was freelancing for a bunch of wedding blogs. And I realized that there was no publication that was just equally representing LGBTQ plus and hetero. Um, Especially back then, all the marketing was to a bride marrying a groom and all the media was bride marrying a groom. And so I wanted to create a space where everyone could feel included in the content. So it's just typical wedding planning, but with an inclusive lens. So when we talk about suits, it's not just for men wearing suits. It's for anyone. Mm. Uh, when we talk about dresses, it's not, you know, so it's, it's typical wedding planning, but just with this inclusive lens where we use gender neutral language. Um, you never make assumptions of someone's identity or orientation. Um, and it's, we've been doing that since 2013. We're really the first wedding publication to do so. And we've since evolved. We've, we have the magazine now. We have a podcast um, doing all the things. And I had hoped by now we'd be a moot point that it would just be you know, the normal wedding content out there. But unfortunately, it's still very much needed. Yeah, I, listen, yeah. trust me, I, I trying to get our wedding covered by certain outlets. Uh, it's interesting their responses or lack of response. Uh, so we appreciate you and what you're doing. So thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. 
goodness. Thank you so much for having me. And congratulations again to you both. I'm Michaela, you're single coming out and AJ getting getting married this, this summer. Oh thank my you God, so thank much. you, Icon. And congratulations on a fabulous, successful magazine. Thank you. All right, coming up, a Reddit user recently outed himself as a gay man uh, who uses steroids, but people have a lot of questions and we're going to answer them next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, this is a really fascinating conversation and one that gay men tend to sort of tiptoe around and not talk about, especially if you live in a larger city. Uh, I know it's very prevalent here in Los Angeles and West Hollywood in particular, uh, but whether you're here or you're Chicago, New York, Miami, one of the bigger cities, uh, there is an aesthetic that gay men tend to aspire to, right? And I recently... This last year leading up to my wedding, I got lipo on my midsection and my flanks. And you look was, gorgeous. Yeah, but I'm in my early 40s and, and it wasn't changing as fast as it could have used to change, right? And then a few months ago, I talked to my doctor and said, can we get my testosterone levels checked? Because I feel like they might be a little bit low because I just feel like my chest is softer than it used to be and like a muscle is it's not there like it was. And they checked and they said, yep, it's low. So I've been on testosterone replacement. Now when I work out, I actually see myself getting like pumped up again, right? Mm -hmm. But I did ask my doctor, I said, what is the secret? Like, what's the secret? How are gay men in their 50s and 60s going to these pool parties, circuit parties, and looking jacked? How do they have a six-pack abs, perfect pecs, perfect arms, perfect calves, everything about them looks perfect? I work out really hard five days a week, and I cannot get that. Well, this is really interesting because one gay man took to Reddit recently uh, and uh, admitted to using steroids and is answering every question people could have about it. And that's the trick. I asked my doctor and they said, well, the secret is testosterone replacement and oftentimes steroids. A lot of gay men are on steroids Mm -hmm. because they want to look a certain way. Um, And it might seem like a quick fix, but um, not necessarily. Because there are side effects. And and one person said, you know, why do you take steroids in the first place? And the and that person answered, body dysmorphia. I also have very poor genetic, genetics for building muscle and was not happy with my body even after six to seven years in the gym. And then somebody else said, but what about shrinking of the testicles and severe acne? Right? Those are also common side effects. Right. A lot of times, if you see a guy at the gym like getting out of the shower and you see him with a shirt off and he's got acne pretty bad, you know he's on steroids. Right, That's just something that we know. Um, and the person wrote, yes and yes. I would say that um, my testicles probably got 20 to 25% smaller. I got pretty bad acne on my shoulders and chest. Had to take a bunch of Accutane to get rid of it, which was miserable. The acne pretty much destroyed my mental state for about six months. So saying, listen, I did it. I got muscles. Yeah. But beware. Here are the side effects. Listen, that's 100%. I've also known... Um Women that wanted to transition mm. and they got on testosterone. There you go. And 
It was crazy how much their face and shoulders broke out. They started getting hair in places mm-hmm. that they, they didn't want, even as they were transitioning. Some of them, it was so difficult, they decided not to transition because the the uh, steroids are what they call is T. Mm. Uh, it was just too much. It was too much on their hormones. It was too much on their physical appearance. Uh, one friend of mine who I love kind of went into a rage. Yeah, roid rage. Yeah. Very common. Yeah, and it was just, it was a lot. And so I think that um, even women with, uh, different kind of like for me having PCOS, I have a higher dose now being given to me of estrogen because mm-hmm. I have higher testosterone. Yep. Um, to balance it out, like sometimes you just need uh, like a hormone balancer, but it's a slippery slope. It's funny because your testosterone level and mine were probably not that different a few months ago. Right. Because if yours were high and mine were really low. They were probably the same. <laughs> probably the same. I think we fought more a couple months ago. Yeah, we did. We're being so nice we now. We did. Well, I'm on more testosterone, so I'm more manly now than ever. Oh, and I'm more of a weak angel. <laughs> a weak, weak woman. <laughs> uh, no, this is fascinating, though, because, you know, there's there's such a tendency in our community to try to, like, always, always, always look better. And I hear... We, yeah, the pressure's I, high. And we definitely support, like, feeling your absolute best, but, but not... Not at the expense of you know health problems and and other issues that you might have to deal with. So uh, just take a second look at this. If it, if it's something you're thinking about, if steroids or something you're interested in, or 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 not even steroids, just an extreme measure uh, to make you feel better about yourself. Make sure you weigh the pros and cons and talk to people who've done it. And that's yeah. why I think this is so helpful because a lot of gay guys do not talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, coming up, one A list celebrity is addressing molestation allegations saying they know people have questions. So we've got the answers and what's popping. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Nothing but good memories here at The Morning Beat. We're making more every minute of the day, Michaela. Every minute of the day, Every babe. segment is just a home run. Whoa, whoop to do Every conversation we have just changes lives. Life changing. And if it doesn't do any of those things, well, we entertain ourselves. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part about being your, your best friend. We don't really care. One thing about us, we're going to laugh. <laughs> the world can be on fire and we are going well, I just to had laugh. To, I had to run out to the car a second ago because uh, Lisa Stanley from one of our sister stations over at K-Earth um, just came in. She goes, hey, is your license plate so-and-so, whatever? And I said, yes. She goes, your hazards have been going off all morning long. I did not have coffee before work this morning. I had to come in here and get get some caffeine, and I came in like a zombie. So and my, that's okay, honey. My hazards have just been going off for hours. And that's okay. <laughs> uh, this is hazardous. Oh, gosh. One of my favorite celebrities in some hot water right now. What's going on? All right. Well, Tiffany Haddish is addressing molestation allegations. She says, I know that people have questions. Yeah, we do. This is crazy. Now, Tiffany Haddish acknowledged that people have questions regarding the molestation and grooming allegations she and Aries Spears are facing. She said, unfortunately, because there's an ongoing legal case, there's very little that I can say right now. The night school star said that while the sketch was intended to be comedic, it wasn't funny at all. She said, I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. I really look forward to being able to share a lot more about this situation as soon as I can. So apparently, in a new lawsuit filed last week, it accused Haddish and Spears of grooming a 14-year-old girl and her 7-year-old brother and coercing them to film explicit skits. The comedians are being sued by the siblings. 
that are now 22 and 14. In the lawsuit, the sibling's mother alleges that she and Haddish met through comedy and developed a close relationship over their respective divorces as they were very messy. Uh, But the shoot allegedly involved Haddish teaching Jane how to mimic fellatio for a skit about kids arguing over a sub sandwich. She said, I tried to mimic what they wanted me to mimic, but it still came out just super uncomfortable. I knew when I left the booth that I didn't complete what they wanted me to do. It's interesting. This is at a summer camp in 2013. This happened. Um, She was there like coaching and helping these young, these young aspiring actors. Um, and looking back, she's, she's admitting, she's like, it was inappropriate. I wish I hadn't done it. But... Look, I think there's a difference, though, between having very inappropriate content being filmed mm-hmm. because comedy really toes the line of yeah. funny and inappropriate sure. and molesting a child. And I think there's a big difference. Yeah. Also, I guess these people have... The, these the, the plaintiffs have brought this case to many attorneys and been dropped repeatedly because once they find out the, the full information of the case, they realize that Tiffany and Aries had, like, they're not culpable as far as, like, sexual assault or, like, or molestation charges go, because that's a pretty extreme thing. Um, hopefully, hopefully, first and foremost, for the sake of the kids, if, if, if there's trauma there, I hope that they're able to heal from it, right? That's first and foremost. Um, but if these accusations aren't fully accurate, I hope that Tiffany Haddish is completely exonerated because, you know, maybe she made a choice to direct them a certain way based on a commercial nine years ago that maybe was funny then, but isn't funny now. But we've seen time and time again, things that were funny 10 years ago. Not funny now. Not flying Listen anymore. Listen to me. We can't I cancel everybody. We just have to learn. all of my stand-up comedy because what was funny 10 years ago is not funny today yeah. and would be considered probably very like Kathy Griffin my life on the D list that would never air today never that kind of stuff Paris just... Hilton I mean uh, uh, Paris Simple Life no that would well maybe not but Paris um, uh, what's his name who got famous Hilton Perez Hilton yeah would never have found no fame way. as a blogger now never so but is that because we're just too sensitive now or because we're more kind and compassionate no it's I think it's a little bit of both I, I think so too some people are just very sensitive not me. But also, I want to make sure that if, if if these young people, something really bad did happen to them, I hope their voices are heard. Okay, do you want to hear about something sensitive? What? That's going to tear my heart up apart? What? We've got D- uh, Dr. Jessica Meekins, veterinary ophthalmologist, joining us because we're having the conversation if dogs can produce tears and do they cry when we leave them and are reunited with them? Wow. Um... We're going there. I'm unwell. <laughs> <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. B Morning B. B. Channel Q. Her coconuts, you can put them in your mouth. Yeah, you can. Way to go. I love that Drink song. Em. Kim Petras is fantastic. Yes, she is. She really is fantastic. I love her. I saw her perform live before the pandemic at, gosh, it was like, I don't think it was the HRC Gala. I think it might have been the Point Foundation or like some some big LGBTQ fundraising event. And she performed. And, it was, and this was like 2019, 2020, before she was really popping, popping. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a different time we live in, by the way. Yeah. That we have, like, trans performers who are just, like, killing it across the board. But you know what I love about Kim Petras is she's giving me all of my teenage dreams. Yes. In a market that it wasn't happening. Yeah. Like, she loves the Britneys, the Mandy Moores, the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what she brought. I'm telling you, she got me through the pandemic. Don't you remember when that was all I blasted for, like, yes. a year? And Lisa was like, okay, got it. And so I was like, no. wildly talented. Kim Petras. All right, coming up this hour on the show, we've uh, we've we're asking the question that Michaela has been wanting to ask for years oh, on God, this show. Oh God! 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 And we're talking it. to a veterinarian, and we're asking the question: Do dogs cry? <sighs> do they actually cry? Do dogs like, cry? Like we're talking like tears, tear ducts. Do they work? Cry? Because my dog, all every single day, I have to clean out that little gunky stuff, you know. Because some people don't ever do that, and then they get and that black awful. stain. Disgusting. We clean our dogs every single day. Have to. Um, but do they actually cry? Listen to me. I can't even talk about a donkey or crying without using my crazy girl voice. I, the thought of like Rocco and Bruno sobbing until I come home. Well, Kingston whines now when we leave. I we love it. We hear him and then he starts oh, to howl. I love it. I love it. The best and worst thing you could ever get for yourself, we gave one to you so you understand the trauma as a furbo. Okay, the furbos are so intense, though, because it's all Lisa does when we leave the house now. She just watches our house on on, camera. We go on dates, and he just looks at the camera on his cell phone and watches our dog whine at home and then sends him treats from the machine. A thousand percent. Annoying. It's not a baby. It's not a baby monitor. But also, I kind of appreciate it. But also, he is We know our partners are going to be good parents. Yes! So uh, we're having that conversation coming up in just a little bit, so stick around for that. If you are a pet lover, an animal lover, as we are here at The Morning Beat. Right now, though, it's time for some news on The Beat. Michaela, what's going on? All right, Babel, the Louisiana State Superintendent of of Education is telling schools they can continue to discriminate against transgender students if they want to. In June, the Biden administration released a series of proposed changes uh, that would include explicit anti-discrimination protections for LGBTQ students. The proposal is currently undergoing public comment. Brumley recently sent a letter to school and athletics administrators telling them that at this time they do not have to implement these changes. All right, another news. Though public support for pro-LGBTQ plus policies is at an all-time high, many queer people living in the South report that a caregiver tried to change their LGBTQ identity. More than half of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people living in 13 southern states 
reported that a parent or caregiver tried to change or repress their sexual orientation or gender identity, according to a survey published this week by the Campaign for Southern Equality, which promotes LGBTQ equality across the South. Some groups were more likely to report experiencing such efforts. More than two-thirds of transgender participants and participants of color reported experiencing these efforts compared to 50% of cisgender participants and 57% of white participants. Younger LGBTQ Southerners, those ages 18 to 24, were also more likely to report that a caregiver tried to change or repress their identity compared to those 25 and older. All right, in other news. It's, oh. it's wild that I, I'm just going back to no, the beginning of the it. news story. It's just wild that they're like continue to to go ahead and discriminate against trans students that's a good idea let's let's continue that policy yeah go ahead feel free like these are kids yeah right kids it's insane to me and what sort of adults what sort of administrators and teachers and and community organizers get together and say yeah discriminate against them we don't like them yeah it's crazy they're sinners yeah or whatever it is they believe it's just so awful it's just rude like how do people live life that way because they're angry and they're gross i just love different people i love variety yeah variety is the spice of life they say Mm, good one Hmm. (laughs) i didn't make up that michaela you know that it wasn't me it wasn't my quote i know i just like that you just like found that in your brain and you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start i'm gonna start using really iconic quotes on michaela out of the blue and just that did like maya angelou we're talking like we're talking like the the greats right langston hughes and i'm just gonna see if she catches them or not if she thinks they're mine my god that should be a new game my own personal thoughts literally i think you're so smart i would think that you made them all up (laughs) what's a famous quote that i would think you'd make up i don't know Something iconic. I can't think of any off the top of my head now. I can't now. either, but we'll think about it, you little genius. <laughs> All right, it's going to be 96 in LA today, 113 in Vegas, 89 in Houston, 84 in San Francisco, 72 in Cleveland, 114 in La Quinta, and 66 in Boston. Now give us a bubble bubble. Failure is not the opposite of success, it's part of success. Just try your best to fail, learn, and move forward. Uh, this is a really cool opportunity for you, though. Speaking of failing, you would not be failing if you won these uh, this giveaway we have coming up because we have a pair of tickets to see Diana Ross in Las Vegas during her <clears throat> excuse me very short residency. I'm getting choked up. I'm so excited about Miss Ross and. We want to cover round trip airfare for two, a two night hotel stay at the Wynn, Las Vegas, and give you two tickets in the first 10 rows. These are expensive, expensive seats. It's a huge giveaway. You can buy tickets at Ticketmaster.com, but you could win your way in by uh, heading over to WeAreChannelQ.com right now. And I know that's right. We're only right. doing this con- the contest for a couple more days, so make sure you call in. Absolutely. Or 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 log on. Or log on. The internet, the interwebs, the the World Wide Web. Yeah. The WeAreChannelQ.com. That part. I messaged You just said I AOL out of the blue? MySpace. Got it. Banner. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, we're going to finally put this one uh, to bed because Michaela is convinced that her dogs cry, that they laugh. And I like it. And that they also talk to her. So she's not alone, though. I'm pretty sure my dog cries, too. Yeah, they cry. He definitely whines when we leave and gets very, very emotional when we return. And then we came across this study that was just released. It was just published in the current biology magazine that said dogs do, in fact, cry. But hold up. 
That might not be the whole story. Here to help us understand what's real and what's not is Dr. Jessica Meekins, a veterinary ophthalmologist and associate professor at Kansas State University College of Veterinary Medicine. Uh, Dr. Meekins, thank you so much for joining us. Um, what's going on? What's going on with our pets? <laughs> well, I definitely agree with you all in that I'm also a pet owner <laughs> in addition to being uh, a veterinarian. And so I share your thoughts about... You know, the fact that my dogs, my little dogs, you know, love me, they, they vocalize quite a bit when, uh, when I come home and wag their tails and perk their ears up. Um, but based on this study, I think I still need to be convinced about the emotional tear shedding of dogs. Well, how did they? How Wait. did they claim that they found out that dogs even shed? Said because put, you can hear them, honey. No, no, no. But they they put something in their eyelids <laughs> or something to 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 weigh the amount of tears or something coming out of their eyes. How do they do that? Yeah, it's a, a procedure that we do really commonly to measure tear production and screen dogs for dry eye disease. Mm. Um, it's called a Shermer tear test, and it's a little paper strip that we insert into the pocket um, of, between the eyelid and the eye. And, and basically, it'll touch the, the surface of the eye gently and um, cause a stimulated tear production. Um, and we know what normal should be in dogs. These researchers evaluated a baseline, and then after the dogs had been reunited with their own and their um, familiar non-owners, as they referred to them, um, and kind of uh, measured the difference between production at both time points. Mm. Okay, so I just want to say that I'm very pleased uh, that they cry and that they have emotions <laughs> because this, that's I was That's not told- what she's saying. She says they might. No, that's what I heard. We need more info. Listen, Rocco <laughs> is sobbing right now knowing that I'm at work providing for our family and he wishes that I came home and I know that and that's all that needed to be said. Um, I, okay, but in seriousness, I had a veterinarian tell me one time that dogs cannot differentiate the time that you've been gone. So like if you leave the house for five minutes or if you leave the house for two months, they can't <laughs> differentiate. They just know that they missed you. Is that true now that we know that there's a possibility that they have feelings and can cry? You know, that's an interesting question, and it might be better answered by an animal behaviorist than an animal eye doctor. Mm. Um, but I certainly, at least myself, I, I think I, I find some comfort in knowing that maybe my dogs don't know that I'm gone for a week or two versus just gone to work for the day. Um, so I think I'm putting some <laughs> personal kind of <laughs> um, spin on, on that possibility. You know, it's really interesting because I do think my dog, we just left for the weekend and we boarded him and we do that every now and then. It's good for a so- socialization and it's just good for him, us to get a little, little time away. Mm-hmm. But I feel like after we're gone for days, he does act very differently than if we just left for a few hours. So I think, I think, to some degree, at least my dog, also because he's smarter than every other dog, um, <laughs> does understand time but on a human level. Speaking of crying, and this is a bit of a pivot, but we're as we're talking to you, we're watching live on TV, the children of the Uvalde school shooting, um, the children are going back to school today, and they brought a bunch of like golden retrievers, emotional support dogs, uh, to help the children and the teachers who are, you know, kind of grieving and going through their own sadness and shedding their own tears. Um, how special is that bond between dogs and pet owners? And and for anybody who's considering, you know, who's been thinking about getting a pet, why would you maybe say that it, it might be a good idea? You know, it's really, I don't think words could adequately describe the human-animal bond and how special it is. Um, you know, dogs are just 
so important to humans, you know, having evolved sort of together over the years. And I think, you know, and I've witnessed it myself, you know, how special that can be and, and how much support dogs and other animals to provide to people. Um, we, we actually interact with a lot of um, what we call service dogs or service animals who help people in a whole variety of ways, mm. just like these emotional support dogs at Uvalde. And so I just, I really couldn't overemphasize how important and amazing dogs are in, in our lives and how honored I feel that I get to do a job where I take care of them every day. That's so true. Listen, our dogs might not actually be crying. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Who knows? I know that I'm brought to tears sometimes just when my, my dog cuddles me after a rough day. It's true. It's just yes. the best feeling. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Well, thank well, you so much. Thank you so much for confirming that our dogs need us. <laughs> she did not do that. <laughs> thank you for confirming that dogs cry. I'm rewriting Doves Cry. Rock cries. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right. How about this one? You've got a fantasy, something you've been thinking about for a long time, comes true, but you're finally underwhelmed. Have you ever been here? Have you ever had a fantasy or like something actually happened or you met somebody who was like an idol of yours and you're completely let down? Well, this person, think about that. Mm -hmm. This person shares that my ultimate fantasy came true of hiring two male escorts at once. Oh. But why do I feel so empty now? Let me read this story. Uh-oh. Okay. I recently decided to fulfill what I thought was my ultimate fantasy, hiring two male escorts at once. Something about having two attentive, hot guys working together to fulfill my every need is such a turn-on. So I ended up jumping on a massage uh, a massage male-for-male site and finding these guys visiting from Miami who worked together as a team. And we met at a hotel room. Here's the thing. It was an experience and all, but for some reason, after it was over, I was left feeling kind of sad. Granted, it didn't exactly go as planned. They were both uh, doing drugs and constantly in the bathroom for various things and then wanted to do things sexually that were just too out there for me. Still, I really thought the whole thing was going to be my ideal sexcapade. Why do I feel like not only wasn't it that fulfilling, but I'm left feeling empty oh that's not a good feeling no i'm trying to really think about a time where i was completely uh underwhelmed um and i don't know if that's been an experience of mine yet yeah i i think yes i have been let down many times let down for but sure let down is different i feel like i've been let down like for instance interviewing steve martin was the biggest letdown of my career. He was a complete a-hole. Like, oh, just a jerk. I hate that. And I was so excited to meet him. I'm like, I grew up watching, like, The Three Amigos. Like, I was so excited to, to talk to him in person, and he was just such a massive disappointment. I may I have called that. him on an off day, but I've also heard that a lot of people have had that similar experience with right. him. So that's one thing. This is different, though. I feel like there are a lot of things happening here. There's so many. This is a totally different situation. Yeah, I feel like, in theory, I've had threesomes. And they're a blast. Oh, you have. Right? And But they're also sort of not for everyone. And I've definitely had the experience where afterwards I was like, eh, I could take it or leave it. That was fun. It was intense. There's a lot going on, of course. An extra body in the room. That's that's exciting. Yeah. But it's exciting because it's exciting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Until it's not. And then afterwards, you're kind of left with the feeling of like, eh. You feel bad about yourself. Because here's the thing. No matter what, somebody's into somebody else a little bit more. 
Yeah. Almost always. Yeah. And if you're paying for two men to give you attention, you know they're only giving you attention because you paid them, which is another layer to it. And then on top of it, they knew each other coming in. So you're the odd man out in a situation that you're paying for. Totally. That's weird. And they were on drugs. There's a whole lot. Because I would feel like, oh, you, you have to take money and a lot of drugs to have sex with me. That wouldn't make me feel great. Yeah, th- this is a tough thing. I think it's very different. And I think that also when you are trying to sexually experiment, I've told this story a million thousand times, uh, and I'll say it again. When Lisa and I wanted to open our relationship because I wanted to, and uh, we were only like two years into dating, and she was open to it, and she was okay with it. And I said, okay, well, let's role play first. And I got so jealous of the make-believe person (laughs) (laughs) that we realized it was never going to happen because I'm a psychopath. Um, I'm grateful that we did that, though, because I uh, it probably would have been this situation for me. It would have felt like a hot fantasy, and when it was done, I would have been distraught. I think the better play is if you really want to be with, with two men or two women also at once, either you do it on vacation where you don't know them if, if you're not that comfortable like running into them afterwards or maybe you have like friends or a couple who are very sexually open and willing to like give you that experience mm-hmm. i think because my thing is i've always i think almost every single person i've ever had like that sort of experience with i still i still say hi to them we still talk to each other i'm still respectful I don't get odd about it, you know, and I'm a pretty I'm a pretty sexually conservative guy in the gay community, but compared to like our straight counterparts, I'm really wildly out there. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I think I fall somewhere kind of in the middle. Um but yeah, don't don't get down on yourself because a couple of guys who were on drugs who you paid to be there weren't necessarily giving you everything you needed because I think a lot of times also what we're actually looking for is more of an emotional connection than people realize. And I know gay guys in particular, I can just speak from my community, oftentimes we look at sex as this sort of like fun pastime, right? And it, it is what it is. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's there's more to it for most of us. Yeah. And, and that's okay. And if you feel like you want a little bit more than just what you paid for, that's okay too. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, coming up, uh, it's happening and what's popping. Britney Spears is talking to her son, and her words are a very motherly vibe, but she's letting him know what's up, and I'm happy about it. We'll talk about it next. Good morning, Beat Channel Q. All right, Britney Spears is speaking up. Uh, she's very vocal lately and uh, for a lot of different reasons. This one involves her son. What's going on? All right, well, this is just everything about this story is sad to me. Now, it really started with Kevin Federline trying to blast Britney Spears a couple weeks ago on TikTok when he posted how she speaks to her children, which blew up in his face because she sounded just like an incredible Louisiana mother. And everyone was like, Kevin, you suck. Um, So then her sons did an interview where they felt like she favored one of the sons and kind of called her out. It was very awkward. But Britney Spears is now responding to those comments made by her 15-year-old son, Jaden James, that he did in the interview that recently aired in a 60 Minutes Australia interview. 
She said, Jaden, as you undermine my behavior, just like my whole family always has with hope she gets better, I will pray for her. Pray for what? I keep working so I can pay off my mother Lynn Spears' legal fees and her house. Uh, Jaden now turns 16 just in a few days, while his older brother, Sean Preston, turns 17 just a few days after that. Uh, so they are getting a little bit older. She continues to say, do you guys want me to get better so I can continue to give your dad $40,000 a month? Or is the reasoning behind you guys deciding to be hateful is because it's actually over in two years and you don't get anything? Mm. Ooh, she is dragging her sons and I really hear that. She said, it saddens me not to have one of you value me as a person. You've witnessed how my family has been to me and that's all you know. Like I said, I feel you all secretly like to say something's wrong with me. I will say it. I sat in that kitchen and looked you straight in the eyes, beautiful boy, and said, how come I can't see you guys anymore or just see you guys more? I look forward to seeing you weekly. You said, Mama, oh, it'll change. You and your brother left me in that house always for two hours early. She just goes on to continue talking about She's obviously hurting. They're obviously hurting. What I don't want to see happen is, because with Britney Spears, anything is possible. And tragedy could strike at any time. And I think of Princess Diana for some reason when she had two young boys who were in the public eye, who had a very father who was powerful, had a lot of thoughts on their mother, right? And the way that her life tragically ended and the way those boys have had to cope with it the rest of their lives, I hope that these young men can figure out a way to find love for their mom because there's no guarantee she's going to be here forever, right? And she's doing everything she can as a mother, it sounds like, to try to get through to them and say, hey, I'm just doing what's... I, I pay your dad $40,000 a month. What else do you want? Yeah. Like I'm paying. She's paying for their entire lifestyle, but they don't seem very grateful because they're probably being influenced by their father. Oh, there's so much going on. And the rest of the family. So I, I hope they figure it out and I hope that these kids can start to at least respect her you know, at the very least. And, you know, I will say this. I feel like I sometimes want to drag the kids because um, it makes me mad. And then I have to remember, like, they're kids. They're, they're kids. Yeah, they're hurting. They have no idea what's going on. I blame Ke- been Kevin Federline. A thousand percent. And Lynn Spears. And the mother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just really sad, like you said, all, all, all together. All right, coming up. Should you take the water when someone offers you water in a job interview? Would you actually know that that's a test? Are you passing or failing? We'll talk about it next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Here's something fascinating. I know we don't we don't necessarily go in for job interviews very often, but we do take meetings and we have auditions, so mm-hmm. we can kind of relate. Um, but if you have ever gone to a job interview, just think about this. You walk in, the person interviewing you offers you some water. Do you take the water? It's your first test in a job interview. You might not think it's a test. They might not even think it's a test, but it is very much, in fact, a test. Take a listen. Here's a simple psychology trick that can help you become more liked and respected immediately. Anytime you first go into a person's home or business, they always say, hey, can I get you something to drink? Everyone always refuses. Be the person that says yes. Think about who people want to give things to when they visit their homes people they like, love, and respect. So be the person that says yes because it shows that you respect yourself, it differentiates yourself from others, and it builds an instant connection with that other person. Instant connection, I always take the water. 
I never do. Oh, uh, so when I go, if I go to meetings, oftentimes, or, or, or yeah, for like an audition situation, I go in and they're like, "Can I get you anything to drink? Would you like a water?" Like the assistant usually asks before I meet with whoever, and I said, "Absolutely, thank you so much. That means so much." And then I take it graciously and take a drink in front of them, so they see me being like, "Oh wow, I needed this, and you just helped me. You saved me." Good job. It puts them in a position of feeling like, oh, I just, yeah. I'm doing something good guy and I helped somebody in need. That's how they feel without even realizing it. Yeah, yeah. No, I could see that. And I feel like I'm always just like, no, I don't want the water. Don't worry about it. Cut to the chase. Okay, but say I come over to your place and you say, hey, can I offer you something? And then you say no. No, I say yes. How do you feel? Sad. That I want to give to, you something. No, if I say yes to you. Oh, if you say yeah, yeah I can't wait to give you of water course, or anything. That, exactly. No, no, I see it now that's, so clearly. Yeah, I'm like, okay, great. That's the emotion you're trying to tap into with the employer who's doing the interviewing. Yeah. You want them to feel like, oh, wow, I really did something for this lowly person who needed a sip of water. Well, listen, I went to the event space uh, that we're having the event tonight. Yesterday, it was blazing hot. They say, can I offer you water? I said, "Can you uh, multiple. Can I have multiple waters? It's yes. so hot. So Only I probably made them feel good. Lots and lots of ice mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> it was so hot. Yeah, that totally makes sense. You know, I you told me something last week that has literally stuck with me, and now it probably will forever, but I have a problem asking for help. Um, because I don't want to bother people and I just feel like I don't want to annoy them. And I needed your help with something last week. And you said, um, do you feel like I'm bothering you when I ask you for help? And I was like, no, I love it. I want to do anything for you. And I really genuinely mean that. And you were like, well, why wouldn't people feel that way about you? Like, Well, yeah, if you genuinely mean that, it's almost rude to think that I don't also genuinely mean it. Right. Because that's what the assumption is. And, and you got to believe people when they tell you who they are and they show you who they are. Just believe them. Yeah. And if, and if people are willing to to offer you something and help you out, uh, my therapist explained it to me this kind of in a similar way a couple years back. And she said, um, you know, like if people who don't accept love or accept gifts or accept like generosity, it has nothing to do with you usually. It's usually about them. Of course. And and what is it about them that doesn't feel worthy of acceptance of things, right? Because you have the best intentions. You actually love and care for this person and you're offering them something. So, and, and I've done it too. And she was telling me because sometimes I would get compliments and I would like reject them really quickly. I'm like, whatever. Like, thanks. Some would be like, oh, you're so handsome. You're so funny. I'm like, whatever. I'm not really that cute. Like, whatever. I'm like, a, I'm like an LA7, like on a good day, right? Or I'll be like, oh, uh, they're like, oh, you're... Oh my gosh, your height is... I'm like, yeah, I'm really freakishly tall. I I, I cut myself down very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And my therapist explained to me, like, that actually makes it very, very uncomfortable for the other person. If somebody's offering you something and you're just constantly rejecting it, oh, you look sexy tonight. I don't look sexy. Well, I'm I'm a nerd. I'm really awkward. Like, if you're constantly rejecting it and putting yourself down... You're actually stealing the joy away from the other person. Yeah, the true. The joy of giving, mm-hmm. which is just as important as the joy, if not more, than the joy of receiving. So it's actually a very selfish thing when somebody says, if I say, hey, your hair looks great today, you should be like, thank you. Yeah, just a thank you is sufficient. That's it. I know. You know who used to be so bad about that is Vivian Cavaricci. I'd be like, Vivian, look hot. And she'd be like, Michaela, no, I look fat. And I was like, grandma. Oh, the, no, the whole generation. Yeah. My mom's that way. My my older sister is a little bit that way sometimes. Yeah, I'm like you're so good looking. And she's like whatever. Yeah, and she doesn't really she doesn't really see it or receive it, but she's a hottie. Yeah, and so I, I feel like it's a generational thing, and I think that it's something I've learned recently to just let people love on me. 
Um, oh my god, and it feels so good. Yes. And it's hot out. If somebody offers you water, take it. Take the water. It could be life saving. <laughs> Tell me something good. Welcome back to the show. It's that time of the day where we send you off into your rest of your morning and afternoon with a little bit of love and light in your heart. Michaela has a big night coming up tonight, so we got to get to it. She's got her mm-hmm. album release party coming out. I can't wait. Yeah, but so, my honey made something so special. I can't wait to share it tomorrow. Not, not this honey. The no, other you're honey. the honey. I did? Yeah. You and your husband, honey. Okay, he did it, though. No, you did, too. All right, here we go. Uh, so we've seen book bans taking place all over the country. They're really frustrating. It's a lot of times uh, they're LGBTQ-focused uh, books or have an LGBTQ-plus character in them, or they deal with race or sexism. And God forbid our poor little white children be uh, you know, offended by anything or, or have to learn about our dark history. Um, but a best-selling novelist just donated $50,000 to a library that was defunded over books with LGBTQ content. We're talking about Nora Roberts, one of the greats. Uh, she said a community library getting defunded is both appalling and sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is pretty, it's a big deal. This took place in Michigan where she did this. That's also, a, there's some awful, awful parts of Michigan. I've been there. Also some really, really gorgeous parts. Um, but she donated the eye-popping $50,000 to help them during their time of need. Now, she's uh, 71 years old, has written more than 225 romance novels. How on earth do you write that many books? Don't get it. Don't know. Um, but uh, apparently the tax that the voters voted to reject uh, paid the $245,000 yearly budget to keep the library running. And she donated, and people have raised more than that already. It's happening all over the country. People fight back, it, but it, we shouldn't have to to fund libraries, like at all. Th- th- it's a public, whatever. But I hear Nora you. Roberts, well done. You're Thank making you for beautiful that. points. Yes. Okay, this story is amazing. Um, Brendan Fraser has sort of been all over the place as far as news because he wasn't uh, in the public eye. Then he was in the public eye uh, because he's gained so much weight. But now it's for a film. And because of his portrayal of gay a gay man in The Whale, he is now earning Oscar buzz. And uh, this weekend in the Venice Film Festival, he received a six-minute standing ovation. It was actually quite emotional to watch because he has really been through a lot and to watch his surprise that people wanted to continue honoring him. Um, it was beautiful. Now the will is where he plays a 600 pound gay man who has entered a severe bout of depression following the death of his partner. Uh, and you go on to see how he deals with that. I would also like to say um, somebody else that I love. Oh, my God. No, I love her. How am I forgetting her name? She was in. We've interviewed her quite a few times. She was in Transparent, a beautiful trans woman. Um, oh God, why am I blanking on her name? Trace Lissette. Trace Lissette. Trace Lissette is I also. I Lissette. Lissette. I, knew, I know exactly. Yeah. Uh, Trace Lissette. Uh, also was in the Venice Film Festival this weekend for her role in Monica, and she received an 11 and a half minute standing ovation with Johnny Sibley standing right next to her, who's also in the film. Johnny Sibley's killing it right now. Killing Everywhere it. you look. Killing it. But so, so is Trace Lissette. I remember watching her stories during the um, pandemic, and it was really tough because she was doing so well, and the pandemic put a halt to it. 
Uh, but she's killing it. I'm just so proud of these actors. I'm proud of everybody. Good job. You all deserve standing ovations for your hard work. Okay, well, hopefully I'm going to get a standing ovation tonight at my own album release party. I've got to go, honey. And I'm very excited. As always, thank you so much for listening to our show. We have a great show for you tomorrow as we'll recap everything. For now, listen to three hours of curated music just for you. And then, of course, let's go there with Shira and Ryan. End of your day with Dr. Chris and Loveline. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.